Hey, this is the world famous Vladi. I am on their animal radio right now, and I'm gonna call you later on. Okay. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the world-famous Russian dog wizard answering his iPhone. Wow, he has an Apple iPhone. I I have a new respect for you. <laughs> I'm in SoCal, baby. You know, when I came from Michigan, I've been told I have to have an iPhone, Apple computer, and no American car. <laughs> <laughs> It is Animal Radio, and of course, Joey Villani, the dog father, also here. Yeah, I just love him. The more I know him, the more I love him. I would marry him if he would be a woman. You would marry Joey Villani. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's a Russian culture. When I mean like this, it's like between the lines. It's just total respect. It's just, you know, I know what you're thinking about. Animal communicator Joey Turner and Dr. Debbie answering your questions. Stacy working in the newsroom. You know that love at first sight thing where you see somebody and you think, this is the one. It's love at first sight and you both just know it, right? Of course, Mm -hmm. I haven't experienced that yet. But there's this (laughs) dog that fell in love with this cyclist and followed him. Almost forever. (laughs) I'll tell you about it. It, You will be amazed at how far this dog went. It's coming up on Animal Radio News. I can't wait. And speaking of love and dogs, of course, Lucky Diamond, the dog of Wendy Diamond, getting married in what is going to be touted as the Guinness World Record most expensive wedding for pets. Apparently, I think she's going to be marrying, I'm sorry, he's going to be marrying a chimpanzee. Lucky is going to be marrying a chimpanzee. That's kind of the interspecies. I guess there's nothing wrong with that, interspecies. Why don't you... Get, get on, get on there. We'll have animal radio coverage. Tell her we need, we all need <laughs> invites so we can cover the, um, you know, wedding live. I've already, I already asked her about that. And we're talking. Yeah, we're and in I think, Joe, you will be able to groom that the creature, but I will not be able to train. That's for sure. The chimpanzee? You can't chain a no. chimp? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you do so well with me, I figured, you know, you might. Also on the show today, Glenn Close will be joining us for the season of stars. And she's a big animal lover with a blog. Yeah, she has. Who doesn't have a blog these days? But she's blogging about dogs. Also today, the ten top cities to be a pet. What are the best cities? Hmm. You have to think about that. I already got kicked in the butt for saying once what it yeah, was. Yeah, you don't say any more cities. San Francisco. No no, 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 no. Stop it! Stop it! Yes, you're going to get me in trouble with Stacy. Okay. She yes. always gets upset. Joey, what are you going to be talking know. about today? I'm, I'm going to talk about what you need to do to, to make your dog's coat look beautiful, other than brushing, combing, and washing. You know, it has to do with, um, eh, I'm not going to tell you now, but but listen, okay? It's good. <laughs> See, these are what we call forced listenership teases. They make you listen. All of that just around the corner. Let's uh, hit the phones at one 405 and we are going to line four where we have, I believe it is, Andy. Hey, Andy, welcome to the show. Oh, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy how are you hey, doing? Hey. Welcome to the show. Hey, how y'all doing this afternoon? Splitting atoms. I hear you. Now, we just called to see what was going on. Hell, I'm at home on my time off, and me and my big Abby dog, I got a big full-blooded female German Shepherd we rescued. Wow. And I drive a 18-wheeler. You know, we haul a lot of John Deere tractors and stuff like that all over the country. And she okay. loves to ride in her truck. Okay. Th- that's like German Shepherd likes to ride in the in the truck. And what is your problem? Huh? No, I what ain't got is... no problem. I just call and talk to you. I, you know, ah. I love animals and stuff and everything. A lot of truckers got dogs ah. and stuff. 
You just called okay. to talk to me. Okay, let's talk to you. Okay. See, so from one is... German shepherd owner to another. That's that's where where's where we're going with mono this. Mono mono, I think. Exactly, exactly. Because you know, I am a I am I have a German shepherd too, and as a matter of fact, she's right now in our studio, Nick. Uh, uh, lay down here and just you know, looking in my eyes and. Uh, you know, uh -huh. asking me, yeah, that German shopper is very smart. It's ultimate pet, but can be bad. Tell me about your German shopper. If somebody comes to your truck, she says what? Rawr! Yes? <laughs> yeah, she'll bark and she, she loves her. It's a big dog house on wheels and she keeps the port, but, uh, so you cannot put any hooker, anyone in your, in your van, in your truck, excuse me, whoever you're having, you just, she, she just keeps you away from the ladies, from everyone, yep? Yeah, well, yeah, she, yeah, she'll guard the truck now, but then when I got certain places, I'll stop and turn her loose. Like, I got a big truck stop out in uh, Grand Island, Nebraska. I stop there, and I park out there by the field and let her mm -hmm. run the rabbits and chase deer and stuff. Mm -hmm. And a guy stopped buying a reefer truck and had some bones he was getting rid of. He had to mm -hmm. be like a cow bone. I said, man, that's all he's going to eat, yeah. So he gave and, uh, me one, and, and uh, I gave it to Abby, and she went out there and laid down the truck and ate it because I wouldn't let her have all that mess in the truck. <laughs> so she went out there and buried it. So we Look left at Nebraska and then went out to Montana, up to Washington, down to Oregon, back to California, and come back about three weeks later, and I parked right down the same spot so she can run around in the field back there. And she went and got that bone and dug it back up and caved back and laid it in front of the truck and ate her bone. Wow. You mean you, you she laid a bone somewhere in one state, you took off, and you came back, and she found that same bone? That's right. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's the only German shepherd could do. Look, Randy, tell me, please, one wish. We are, like, right now, wish solvers. So tell me one wish if you would like to improve or you would like your dog I don't know what you can wish like bring vodka from refrigerator what would you wish your dog to teach maybe I could help you out uh well, I don't that's a that's a good question I don't know hell where she's she's spoiled rotten I mean she's got everything she, she watches lays on the couch and watches bugs funny cartoons so you sleep uh, with her instead of girlfriend yeah 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 but yeah bring, bring me a nice Russian girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to handle that one. Trust me on that. You know, she will kick you out of your bed and the next day and tell you she's the boss in your house. You know. <laughs> that's about the way the right goes with the women, right? Yeah, that's, you know, we, we, you guys believe they're submissive, but they are, I mean, my wife is the neck, and I'm the head, but when neck turns, head goes. Your wife's Russian, right? She's, she's Ukrainian. She's Ukrainian, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm single. It's just me and Abby. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm, maybe, maybe I'll meet you one one day. I'm, I'm, hey, good luck. No, you don't know how lucky you are now. Just you and the dog. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I listen to you on the satellite radio in the 18 wheeler. Uh huh. Uh huh. And we go all over the country and everything. And I'm gone for you know three, four weeks or something. You know, depending on how the loads. We've been busy here lately, and now nah, I love your show, man. I just, I just love animals, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this right here too, and I want you to pass this along to people. Okay. Look, it's it's okay to have a pet, a dog, a cat, whatever you want. You know, that's fine. But if you're not going to take care of the animal, 
or you don't have time or whatever, just don't even get the animal in the first place. Good words. I yeah, like it's that. like a kids. It's like a kids. You know, some people should never have a kids, and some people should never have a dogs. But unfortunately, the few who should never have a kids and should never have a dogs, they have both. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling us. This is the Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with the Dream Team right now. This healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals, canned food for dogs and cats, always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you so much, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Check out Animal Radio highlights, all the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Dogs or cats? A herd of wild boars helped capture a suspected car thief. Police say the 18-year-old abandoned the stolen SUV he was driving after failing to shake off a chasing police car by driving into a field. Police nabbed his passenger right away, but they say the driver initially got away by running into the woods. Searching officers then heard someone screaming for help. It was the fugitive who had run into a herd of angry wild boars protecting their young. Police freed the relieved suspect from the boars and took him into custody. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey, it's Alan Cable with another dog tip. But first, the story of Bear. Mom is furiously looking for 14-month-old Stanley. And when she found him, he appeared to be floating in the pool. But he was actually on the back of their family dog, Bear. Bear kept very still to make sure Stanley did not go under. Wow. Now let's talk about leash training your dog. First, put your dog in his kennel for about 20 minutes. When you take him out, be calm and don't talk to him. And what you're going to be doing is either going to the park or into your backyard. You're going to be walking a perfect square with a 16-foot leash attached to a choker chain. You can put two leashes together or use a rope. You're going to hold the leash close to your body, chest level with both hands. And just stand at the corner of the square. Pay no attention to your dog. Don't talk to him. Don't look at him either. Just look to the next corner of the square, the one you're going to be walking to. About 60 to 90 feet away. Your dog will probably be paying no attention to you. Then just start walking to the next corner of the square. Your dog's going to get a major correction. When you get to the next corner of the square, face the third corner and stand there for 60 to 90 seconds before you take off again. Do this for about 15 to 20 minutes and you're going to notice by the end of the session your dog's paying much better attention to where you are. He knows when you take off, he gets a correction. You can do this three times a week every other day. By the second or third session, your dog's going to be much closer to you paying way better attention. Do it for a week or two, and then you're going to move to a six-foot leash. Now when you take off to the different corners of the square, you're going to use the word heel. Do that for a week or two. Then reel the leash in so that the dog is right next to you. Use the word heel, start walking, and then do a 360 and move quickly the other way just to keep your dog on his toes. Then after that, you'll want to use other dogs for distractions, walking towards them, turning the opposite way, saying heel, and taking off quickly. If your dog's not paying attention, he's going to get that correction again. After you're done, put your dog back in his kennel for 15 to 20 minutes so it sinks in. And before you start, wait till your dog's at least six months old. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. 
People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. And we head to, which one? Going to four? We have DC. Or is this DC or is this someone calling from DC? No, this is DC. How you doing today? Good. How you doing? What's up? Uh, well, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'll tell you what I got. Um, I got two chihuahuas. And 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 the, the female just had puppies three days ago, and the male okay. he's the one taking it so hard. As a matter of fact, he, he I, I was thinking about maybe I should take him to the vet to get him some something for depression. And I'm <laughs> I, I'm afraid that maybe he's so angry about the uh, my female dog won't pay him no attention, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid he might just you know try to. Hurt the purpose. I, I really don't know what he's gonna do because he's just acting out his head right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me get to the, the to the to the female. Uh, she um, first she just she will eat the purpose for no reason at all. Not even to drink water. Not not even to eat unless you know you get something like a hot dog or something like something something was a favorite. But I finally did take the food to her this morning and she ate it. So that's kind of my problem. Okay. Well, it sounds like you've got a very attentive mom, and she is very concerned about the well-being of the babies to her own detriment. And and we do see this in female dogs, uh, some that have such a strong mothering instinct that they um, don't want to eat, they don't want to leave the baby. So you actually, in many cases, uh, sometimes we have to forcibly take mom away, give her a little private time, let her do her potty business, give her a quiet room where she can eat. And that can help for some of the females. Um, now, if her being away from the babies is more distressing, then I, I like what you did, where you brought the food to her so that she can accomplish both things. And and dad's problems going on right now uh, can be several different motivations. So one is that he, yeah, he may resent, I don't say resent, dogs don't resent um, the lack of attention that he's getting, but he may be very focused focused and interested in what's going on. Um, so you kind of have to gauge the level of interaction that you permit the male, depending on how everything's going along. Some female dogs do not want any other creature around their babies. Um, okay. And and she might hurt him or the male might hurt the babies. Now, if these guys, have they been through a litter before or is this their first time together? First time. Okay. So you kind of have to read the situation a little bit to see um, what dad is doing. But I would basically have him on a leash and um, have you know someone monitoring him while you're watching her and see what the interaction is. If, she, or if she's upset, her hackles are going up, or she is um, you know guarding those babies, I would not even risk that. In some males, it's best for them to just stay away. <laughs> if he wants to be an involved parent, that's great, but... That's the best thing for him because she's ready to fight him if he try to come around her. 
yeah, th- then let's keep these babies away. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no reason we want to increase her level of stress in any way. Um, oh. but, you know, and with some moms, they can be even hostile to the, the humans in the household when they are protecting their young. So that too is an, a thing to be cautious with. Um, I still like to handle the babies and I still like to, you know, get them exposed to human com- um, contact very young, but you got to do that cautiously so you don't injure yourself or, or distress the mom. I got one more question. Uh, when can I touch the puppies? When can you touch the puppies? Actually, yeah, you can so. touch them at any point. So it's not um, it's not like some of those wildlife where if you touch them, the mom's going to reject them because you've you got oh, okay. your scent on them. So that won't happen. But uh, just, just use caution and watch her body language so that you're not going to put yourself in a point where you're going to get injured. The, the best way to kind of manage that is what I like to do is to just kind of put a little light slip leash on the mom. And then that way you have control of her. And you can just kind of gently, while you're talking to her, just kind of gently kind of take her to the side a little bit. And then you can handle the babies. And then what you do is after you handle them, you give them right back to her and you return them to her area. And then she'll see that you are not a physical threat to the babies. And um, that makes her more at ease for future handling. So uh, you're kind of training her at the same time. (laughs) All right. I really appreciate it. You have Dr. Beppe. And uh, thanks for answering all my questions. So one more question. So the male dog, he don't need to, he don't need nothing for depression, huh? Not likely, no. And, you know, some yeah. some male dogs, you know, whether it's their hormones and the females are in heat or, you know, they've got something like this going on, they just may not the most may not be the most interested in food. Um, so uh, yeah. if it takes getting him out of the situation a little bit, take him over to your family member's house, something like that, he might do a little bit better just to be away from some of the commotion. All right, I, I appreciate it so much. And uh, you have a good day, and thank your staff. Thank All you right. very much. Well, good luck with those babies there. Take okay, care, Lucy. Okay, bye. Boy, Vlade had nothing to say there about that. What? Yeah, no, I had nothing. <laughs> Let's see. Just around the corner, Stacy, as well as uh, Glenn Close joining us. Stacy, I think everybody at one time or another has had a neighbor that just you couldn't deal with the person. They just drove you crazy. I know I'm the person that drives everybody crazy. <laughs> but uh, there's a guy in New York. Something was a little fishy in his apartment. Uh oh. His neighbors weren't too happy about it. I'll tell Hi, you Brian. coming up on Animal Radio News. Can't wait for that. You have a neighbor that you love, neighbor Kathy. You're always talking about your neighbor Kathy. Yes, I do. <laughs> Does she complain about Mika, or why? Why is it you have such trouble with your neighbor? Uh, you know, it's not me. It's all my clients have uh, some type of the neighbors who are out of control, and uh, you know, some of them just uh, go overboard. Some don't. But uh, for some reason, the name Kathy affects. Uh, Personality. I don't want to say every Kathy is a bad person, but for some reason, everyone is complaining to me about Kathy. Send your letters to Vladi, and these are not necessarily the views of Animal Radio. one 405 8405 And this portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Kensington Books. When homicide hits her suburban Connecticut hometown, Melanie Travis and her pedigree poodles are back on the case in Bite Club. Cozy up with your furry friend and see if you can figure out who the real killer is. Bite Club by Lorian Berenson is available everywhere books are sold. And you can learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hey, folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, spay or neuter your animals today. 
People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, there's nothing worse than a drunk cow. Police in Boxford, Massachusetts are saying a half a dozen cows helped themselves to a few beers at a backyard party. The bovine carousers reportedly crashed a gathering in the town, then they knocked over some beer-filled cups, and they started licking up all the spilled brew. A local officer said the cows were also picking through the empties in the recycling bin. Of course they were, hoping to get that last drop. The owner of the bovines finally arrived and herded the animals back to their field, where I bet they slept very soundly that night. Couldn't even hear a moo out of them. A Canadian man survived a bear attack this past weekend, and he says he definitely plans to close the outhouse door next time. Gord Chervel, what's with guys keeping the door open anyway? Yeah, he told CBC News he was camping and fishing with a friend in rural Manitoba when the attack happened. He said he was sitting on the throne early Saturday with the door wide open so he could enjoy the morning view. But things soon turned pretty ugly when that bear grabbed him and dragged him out with nothing but a piece of toilet paper for defense. His friend was able to shoot and kill the bear before he caused too much damage. Boy, I wish we could have watched that, though. Would have been a great video. Chervelle is currently recovering from wounds on his head, back, and his shoulders. And he says he's also learned that dealing with the stench of an outhouse behind a closed door, much better than risking another bear encounter. Headline News and World Report announced a few days ago the 10 best cities to be a pet. Arizona took the cake with a 40% showing four out of 10 cities were in Arizona. The poll was based on a spending analysis, and the study encompassed a recent analysis of transactions by Bundle, their spending analysis firm. The study proved that the city with the highest average dollars spent on pets was... Scottsdale, Arizona. People there spent about $47.88 each month. Durham, North Carolina next. Third was Tucson. And then came in Chandler at number four. They spent $35.88 per month. Bundle concluded these findings after they determined the 100 most populous cities in the U.S. The study looked at how money was actually spent, food and medical considerations amounting to about $695 each year on just a medium-sized dog. And um, considering the more money is spent on items like collars, crates, spaying and neutering, grooming and toys, the number could actually be even higher. Cats, a little less expensive. They can still cost about 670 bucks a year. Fish, they'll only cost you $34 a year, by far the least expensive. No matter what is spent, it seems that each year the spending increases across our great nation. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. And we have one for animal communicator Joy Turner. Doris, welcome to the show. Hi. What's going on? I'm taking my cat to get spades, and I'm wondering how she's going to feel about this. I have... A relative that says, I should not do this, it's going to change her. I said, I don't think so. Another, my neighbor says, go ahead, it's about time I get this done. 
So I just wanted to know what your opinion was. Okay, well, Doris, how about if I do something even better for you and get your kitty's opinion? Oh, okay. Tell me your cat's name, please. Uh, Oreo. Okay. And can you tell me why you're wanting to have Oreo spayed at this point in time? Well, everybody, I, everybody, my friends and my, my one neighbor, she says, you know, everybody says I should get this done. You know, it, it'll be better for her. I feel as if she should have been, she should have been done before. But others, others say to me that I, um, that's not right. I shouldn't do anything to her. Okay, and she says she doesn't think we should listen to anybody but us. Yeah. So she's very happy. If you think it's the best thing for her, she's very happy to have it done. Uh-huh. And she says, but, you know, you just have to stop listening to all these other people because you can see they don't have any idea what they're talking about. They yeah, just talk yeah, about true. themselves and their experience. Uh-huh. So she'd rather not even pay any attention to any of those people. Because she thinks you guys have a really great relationship, and she doesn't want anybody else interfering in that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And she's very delighted to do whatever you want her to do because you're her person, and she's the one, or you're the one that she wants to pay attention to, regardless of what anybody else says. Uh Uh-huh. Because, like I say, every time I go out the door, she tries to come outside, which she did twice already. And the one time she got under the porch, and I had a heck of a time trying to get her out. She wants to know what that's going to be like. And can you tell me Oreo's age at this point? Oh, she's going to be going on too. Okay. So I want to ask her to show me, because that means that she's old enough to come into her cycling. Uh-huh. And I want to ask her what it feels like every once in a while, different than it was when she was little. So, uh-huh. okay, she's showing me that. And that's basically her hormones that she's showing me. What it yeah. feels like when they're kind of active. And so yeah. I want to ask her, would she prefer to feel like that sometimes? Or would she prefer to not ever feel like that and go back to feeling like she did when she was young? And she admits that she gets kind of a little crazy <laughs> inside feeling when, when uh-huh. those hormones are happening. Yeah. And she wants to know if you would agree. Uh, yeah, I do agree with her. So she says if, if it's going to actually stop that, then she's all for it. Uh-huh. Because that's not a comfortable feeling to her. She feels like she loses her mind and it's just like, ah! <laughs> so, and so she's totally happy to do that. If, if that's going to make you happy and it's going to make her feel less up and down and up and down and crazy and uh-huh, frantic yeah. is the way she says she feels a lot of the times with that. Uh-huh. So if that's going to make that stop, then she's all for it. Uh-huh. She said, just forget what everybody else says and just do what we think is best. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, then that's good. I, I think I'm, you know, satisfied that I'm going to, you know, get her spade. Good. Yeah, she's fine with that. Uh-huh. She thinks it's a, it's a fine thing. So I wouldn't have any concern about it at all. Good luck with that, Doris. Thank you for your call today. one 405 8405 Well, welcome to the show, Brian. How are you doing? Oh, just fabulous. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Colorado. Beautiful Colorado, my home state. What's going on? I have the doctor and the behaviorist. We're all here for you. I had my mother was uh, bitten by a four-month-old kid, mm-hmm. and he got infected. She went to the doctor, and he's got a report, or says he's got a report, all animal bites. Yeah. Now the, the thing I, the curiosity I have is, do they uh, quarantine the cat? I mean, because it, it hasn't had its rabies shots. It hasn't had any of the shots and stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, generally, if a pet is um, is old enough to have the rabies vaccine and has not yet received it, um, the animal control authorities are going to do some kind of quarantine, um, whether that's, you know, in a boarding situation, like in a uh, animal shelter or in an animal hospital or at home. It, it kind of depends a little bit on the jurisdiction, um, as well as, you know, what the potential exposure um, is. Now, the thing that we have to recognize is that rabies does occur in a lot of parts of this country. And um, actually, I read a recent uh, report about a kitten that did have rabies um, and um, it had to be put down. Um, so this can happen. So there, there is some justified uh, concern here. Now, you may know your kitty and say it's impossible, um, but still, we want to follow whatever regulation your area has. It's generally something we don't have to necessarily panic about. Um, if the cat has a lot of outdoor exposure, then it might you know, be paused for concern. But that may be, like I said, it may be just something that they um, impose in a home quarantine um, without necessarily impounding her at a shelter. Have you talked to anyone from the animal uh, control authorities? No, I have not talked to anybody yet. Okay. But well, um, it's, it's like I said, it's a four-month-old, it's a kitten, it's inside, and I, in my heart I know it doesn't have rape. I wouldn't yeah. panic. Yeah, you know what? It happened to me. I got bit by my older cat, and I had to go and get shots and stuff because I got infected. And I was contacted immediately by our animal control, and they came out to the house. They looked at the cat, said, okay, he looks fine. They put signs all over my house and quarantined him there for 10 days. I was not allowed to take any animals outside. My dog was not allowed out of the house. Everybody had to stay in the house for 10 days. But it was pretty benign. Yeah, yeah. and then, they, then at 10 days, I called them, and they said, okay, rip the signs down everybody's fine and we actually have the sign hanging here in the studio is just sort of we, we think it's kind of a joke now <laughs> yeah. but i wouldn't worry about it don't panic about it yeah. and it's, it's the law they're just trying to protect everyone from rabies right well, how old how old are, um, can you start giving the rabies shots i mean oh good question um, rabies is generally at 12 weeks of age it can be given so you're not too far behind um but gosh it would be just great if that was on board because that does kind of change the rules if a pet's already been vaccinated or if they've not been vaccinated so right and i also and i also think the question should be why they kidding bit someone and how to prevent it in the future from happening all right well not to some degree though but kittens you know they they're different than dogs it's not like they necessarily bite because you look at them the wrong way cats will bite just because they want to run after you and chase you and then you become part of the play toy um so it's a little bit different i think so you know we're not going to put a slip leash on the cat and we're not going to excuse it's excuse you know what we're saying there Russia, the biggest excuse for the bad dancer is testicles. We can always find excuse. Okay? Well, I'll believe that one, but I think a lot of problems we can blame on that. <laughs> Brian, thank you for I'm, your I'm sure about this, you know. I have right now Doberman in my home, puppy, six months. That guy did not cut those testicles. And I, I brought that Doberman was about bring him back and give the money back because it was intolerable. That, that dog is driving me nuts. Mm. Cut the people testicles. Testicles off. All the problems because of those testicles. <laughs> All right, Vlad. Okay. We're going to sign you up first. Come on right over here. <laughs> Thank you for your call, Brian. one 405 Do you travel with your dog? Of course. My pets are part of our family. Me too. I take Daisy with me everywhere. Right, Daisy? So how do you find out what hotels welcome your dog? I read Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Sounds perfect for planning our next vacation. Right, Daisy? It is. 
Their motto is leave no dog behind, and they have great hotel and destination reviews. Where can I find the magazine? Go online to FidoFriendly.com. I will for sure. Come on, Daisy. We're off to find our next adventure. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. This is for Vlade. We have Robert. Hey, Robert. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Good, good, Robert. How are you? I have a question. Okay. I have a, I'm an over-the-road truck driver. Okay. I've been 24-7 with my dog, and it's a, a Bisenji, and uh, she seems, she stays in the sleeper, and when I start rolling, she goes into a corner, and she she sits there and stares at the wall. She won't sleep, nothing. I'm just concerned about her. I don't want her. But when I stop, she's fine. You know, she jumps up front. She's fine. But when we're rolling, it seems like she's, like, super scared. And I don't know what to do to make calm her or make her enjoy yeah. the ride a little better. This is a little bit motion sickness, I believe, and uh, um, some dogs genetically predispose, some environmental predispose, some of them had a bad experience, uh, some of them have um, a physiological problem to handle it in the way it's positive. Um, I will double check with our, our Dr. Davey in one minute, but uh, uh, my best advice for you would be don't rush it. I mean, of course, the question would be to, for me to ask if it happened all the time. I'm, I'm sure you got her not uh, yesterday, not even day before yesterday. So what do you think, Dr. Debbie? Well, I think that you're you're right on the track of where I was thinking, um, that this is very likely partly a behavioral um, problem, that he is having some anxiety, whether it's the vibration, the sound, something that is um, triggering a fearful response. And then as soon as that the vehicle stopped and that is mm -hmm. um, subsided, then he's okay with the situation. So I think that would be the, the goal that I would work on is, you know, I'm always trying to get at the heart of it as far as find what is upsetting the animal and how we can work and train them through that. So so I would work with some positive uh, conditioning uh, through just starting the vehicle up, um, having the dog in there and watching for those symptoms that he's getting freaked out and getting frightened and then just curtailing it if we get to that point. And, and uh, I would definitely do a positive reward with that and then you know if if it's when we're moving and there is some vomiting or drooling i would prescribe a nausea medicine but i just it, i just don't sound like in this situation that's the big problem yeah we, we may want to go to some type of the even holistic maybe um motion sickness uh remedies in conjunction with this uh, uh behavior modification that you just described I would just add to this, maybe make the short trip and maybe stop periodically and play with the dog and get back. But this is very traditional. What untraditional approach I use very successful, Dr. Davey, you believe or not, it calls imitative, imitative methods. So I, get, I know it will it work for him or not, but he can really put in his vehicle, in our dog, who loves driving. I know that for sure because I always have a boot campers in my home and some of them have those problems. And my Mika just, you know, from the day number one, she's thinking of my van, it's like a second extension of our house because she's going from one client to another all the time. So the monkey see, monkey do. So that could be another solution for him to pursue. Robert, do you have a dog that uh, could go along for the ride that doesn't get sick and that can be puked on? Well, she doesn't get sick. She, she don't get sick at all. She just stares at the wall. Oh. No, she don't. 
she's uh, motion sickness isn't an issue with her. It's it's it seems like she's real anxious. You know, she'll just sit back there, turn her back to me, and stare at the back of the truck, my sleeper. <laughs> I believe. I believe, Robert. Uh, one machine. Robert, we got it. We got it. I believe the vomiting and uh, another thing with uh, Dr. Davy and I was talking about, this is secondary. I think your dog is not there yet. Yes, Dr. Davy, but it's a, it's a first beginning of this problem. I still believe it's have to do, I don't know, motion sickness, maybe partially, maybe partially anxiety, fear to, um, this uh, vibrating and things like this. So solution will be the same, like I, we just described and Dr. Davy described. Uh, okay. Make sure, make sure, take a short trip, stop, play, create positive perception. You know what I would do, Robert? I would get a wonderful CD. Uh, hell, could you remind me what is the name of that CD? Music, uh, music, your uh, uh, music, pet. my pet. And yeah, music, my pet, and that's what I would do. And I would just play for your dog. It will really calm your dog down. Oh, okay. Where where can you find that CD at? You know what? I'll I'll send you the link if you give me your email, and I'll also send you. Uh, we have a thunder shirt, which uh, it might work. Good work. Yeah. You know how sure. that's a great idea, and the thunder shirt would be a good indication for this. And and the other thing I might throw in is that you know find something that is really um, one of his favorite shoe items. Um, so some of the different Kong type stuffed toys that you can put the cheesy or the peanut butter material in. Find something for your dog to focus on other than the vehicle. Um, it's something that will stimulate them. And still, like Vlad said, that might be another dog. It might be something really yummy to chew on. Um, something to take his mind off of it, and, and that might help you as well. Great idea, like bull stick, bull stick, bull stick, and deer antler chew. I got her an antler. Uh, make sure it's got to be cut it, uh, not vertically, horizontally, so the mare would be exposed for all way. That way she will really be interested. And make sure, just give it as you start to drive, not just when you get into the car. When you start, when you turn your engine on, that she's getting. When you stop driving, take it back. So she's she's learning okay. that the the engine means good things. Yeah. So get the rescue remedies uh, from your pet store. Rescue remedy for pets. Uh, get that CD, which the hell will send you a link. Get what the doctor Davis said. Uh, Kong toy with peanut butter inside. Freeze it. Um, be creative with the another like a bull stick, like a deer antler chew, and accommodate it like a, like it's something positive, and make sure the trips keep it short and gradually increase intensity of your long more much more longer longer trips you're listening to animal radio find us at animalradio.com log on learn more here is today's top automotive news story i'm nick miles mercedes amg has introduced a range of measures in a fundamental update of its successful glc 43 suv and coupe models with a new amg specific grill front bumper and exterior lights which further enhance the appeal of the glc 43 models from mercedes amg it sports a three liter v6 by turbo engine making 385 horsepower and does zero to 60 miles an hour in just 4.7 seconds to find your new amg see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com our Auto Expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. 
Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your mouthless doggy. Dogging, vexing issues. Vexing, dogging issues? <laughs> the words are all there. You put them in order. Dog father, Joey Volani, animal communicator, Joey Turner, and in just a few minutes, Glenn Close, actress Glenn Close, Oscar-winning Glenn Close, will be joining us talking about her dogs, as well as uh, her dog blog that she has. Also, uh, on the way, we're going to find out a little more about Wendy Diamond and her dog, Lucky, planning to give her the most expensive wedding. Guinness, world record most expensive wedding for pets is what she's going for. Of course, Lucky is already the most photographed with celebrity dog and uh, is suffering from cancer, and she wants to get the dog married before he passes. And I believe that they're trying to marry him off to a chimpanzee. (laughs) Uh, Go figure. Uh, Yeah. No, hold on, hold on. But back to chimpanzee. I just have a question yes, to the doctor, Debbie, our yeah. renowned veterinarian. I mean, just a very modest question: Will will be will they be able to make it? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm of just curious. Not. Oh, you would go for that angle, and I'm sure she's actually had her baby neutered already. So no, they mm, won't be doing okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. Okay. Yeah, Stacy. Headline News and World Report announced a few days ago the 10 best cities to be a pet. And you know what? Uh, Out of these 10 best cities, four were in the exact same state. I'll tell you what state tops it to be a pet coming up on Animal Radio News. I'm thinking it's Vladi's favorite state. But uh, we'll we'll find (laughs) out in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's take some calls at 1-866-405-8405. Which line? Five? Hi, how are you? Good. What's up? Um, I got a couple questions for you about a duck. Ah, that must be um, for me then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's for the doctor. Um, okay, what can I do? My, my daughter was horse riding with some friends one day that she does often, and they had had a litter of ducks on the farm. And one of them, for lack of a better way to explain it, its legs are backwards. Mm, okay. So, when, um, so she, of course, brought it home and adopted it. And... Um, it has. It's about four months old. Its feathers are just starting to come in, and it has gotten around okay on what I would call its elbows, just okay. for description purposes. But um, as it's gotten bigger and heavier, it can no longer walk around like it was. So it's having a really hard time getting around. And oh, yeah. it was swimming okay. Um, it has taken over my fish pond when she puts it outside. And um, it was swimming just fine, but now it sinks instead of swims. It's fine mm-hmm. if it just sits and floats, but if it starts to try to move its legs to swim, it sinks straight under its head, goes underwater. And so Alrighty. I'm trying to bring the quality of life the best that we can for the little ducky, but we don't know what to do anymore with it. Okay. Well, Angela, I'm going to deliver some rough news for you here. That at this age, um, we're going to have some real serious problems in, in providing quality of life with his limbs that deformed. And, and I'm going to go back a little bit. And generally, when this happens in young birds, um, it, it can be a couple different problems that occur, but we term them angular limb deformities. So that 
the legs start going in a position that isn't normal, if we don't correct it when they're young, meaning within the first few weeks or even a month or so, that, that's when we need to intervene. And we can do hobbling, we can do taping to try to kind of guide their feet in the right direction. At this point, this birdie's already got his legs pretty much they're mineralized and they're grown into this position. It can right. be fixed, um, but you're talking orthopedic surgery. Um, and uh, it's certainly challenging. And it depends a little bit on what's going on. Sometimes we can have slip tendons. Sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, the, the bones becoming tweaked and tw- twisted into different directions. So while there can be some things done, a little bit depends on your motivation and how how much you want to do. Um, if you're looking to find an avian specialist in your area, that would be what we're talking about, where they might have to actually break his legs, reposition them, Aww. and then um, put them back in the right direction. But the way he is right now, he's going to have ongoing problems with um, wearing his li- limbs in the wrong areas, uh, causing sores, getting infected. Um, and mm-hmm. if he cannot swim, that would be a great thing if he could swim and we could just let him stay, you know, in a pond situation. But if he's not able to stay afloat now, um, that's going to be a danger for him. And most of these birdies, unfortunately, do have to be put down um, because they do get to have so much difficulty getting around and just leading a normal life. Dr. Um, Debbie, why we need to put her down? My Mika, German Shepherd, is just listening to you and just uh, uh, want to ask you, why don't we just eat her? Okay. All right, Vlad. There's the difference here between a pet duck and those that which you might put on your plate. Um, So we would never cross that line. I'm from Russia. We don't do that. We're eating them. (laughs) I understand, but. But once you, you know, you put the effort and, and this becomes um, a pet that you care for, it, that's a hard line to cross, Vlad. So stay away and keep Nico okay. away. Um, but I think as far as you've done a lot to help this little bird along the way, but there get, comes to be a point where this type of problem, we just can't um, continue. And that'll be a time when, you know, you need to work with your veterinarian locally to determine if you're to that point. But um, most of these babies, um, you know, we, we have to make that decision for them. Okay. That's very hard because my daughter was in a really serious accident in January, and um, she has some problems. Her leg is all made of steel now, and that's why she felt for the do- the way she felt. Mm. Um, oh. she, was in a, she was in a coma for about four days, and, and we didn't think she was going to survive, and she did, and she has some kind of affinity with this duck, mm-hmm. I guess, because her legs are kind of messed up now, and... And so I don't want to tell her this, but I guess I have to. It's part of growing up, I guess. Yeah. Well, and, you know, she may continue for a while and do well. And a lot of that depends on your, you know, ability to provide um, for the bird. Um, It just becomes a bit logistically difficult when they start having the sores and they can't actually bear their own weight. And that's where, um, you know, I think there's definitely a a huge difference between what people can cope with and what an animal can. And we can't necessarily put her in a body harness and or, you know, fit her with some of these assisted devices, um, you know, without getting a lot more involved there. So, you know, I, I'm so sorry that, you know, that adds an extra level of um, difficulty to you. Um, but you have provided this little bird with a wonderful, loving home for a short period of time. And I, and, um, I, I always like to look for the positive here, and I think that that is a, just a wonderful thing. And, um, you know, your, your daughter, too, um, has done a great thing. So okay. I wish you the best with Thank this. Thank you very much for Thank your you. advice. We, may speak the, we do have an exotic animal vet in our area that we take our birds to and stuff. Um, we may seek uh, their advice into how long to let it go and that sort of thing mm-hmm. okay. before we make a, a decision. 
We wish you you the best of luck with that. All our prayers and all of our love to both the ducks and your daughter there. Thank you very much. We are going to replace Vladdy the Russian dog wizard with Affleck the Russian duck wizard (laughs) coming up. So uh, that's a good change. Really, Mika, look at me. Are you crazy, people? Why you need to treat her? Just eat it. <laughs> Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Dogs or cats, horses or cats, Police in Springville, Utah, say a teenage driver lost control of her car while scrambling to capture her pet gerbil. While the 17-year-old was trying to catch her gerbil who had gotten out of his cage, she veered off the road, hitting a stranded truck hooked up to another truck with jumper cables. The impact pushed the two trucks together, pinning a woman in between. She suffered a broken leg, and a male co-worker helping the woman with her truck also suffered a broken leg. Neither the teenager or the gerbil were hurt, and no charges have been brought against her at this time, but I'm sure she's learned a valuable lesson. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable with another dog tip. Last week I promised to tell you what dogs need the most and that it wasn't love. The first is something we call socialization. So from the time he's a little puppy, make sure to bring him around as many people and as many different dogs as you possibly can and put him in as many different situations as you can. Take him on walks, take him to the dog park so that he comes in contact with many different people, kids, and other dogs. This will help you raise a calm, secure, confident dog. <laughs> Number two on the list, my neighbor Jason's dog sitting. He'll help illustrate. Jason, are you scared of that dog? Uh, do you have any proof of that rumor? It's okay, buddy. Just tell me what he's doing. He like, growled really sharply and like, like he jumped. Well, that leads into the second most important thing dogs need. They need a strong, confident leader. They need structure because they're pack animals. And dogs instinctively know that the only way they're going to survive is in a pack. And they want to know their place in the pack. So every now and then, you're dog's going to challenge you like this one's challenging Jason. And that's because the pack hierarchy never stays the same. So once in a while, your dog's going to try to redefine it, find his place in the pack again. This dog's pack is left, and because of that, the dog is testing Jason. And it's up to him to be strong, confident, and assertive, letting the dog know he's in charge. In your house, the humans have to be in charge, and the rules have to be the same for everybody. That means if your dog's not allowed on furniture, nobody in your pack can let the dog on furniture. It confuses them makes them anxious. All the rules have to be the same, and all the humans have to be in charge. He jumped to the kids <laughs> on, the, on my head. He's decided he's in charge, Jason. He's the pack leader. To change this, never let your dog walk in the house first. Don't let him pull you on a leash. He should always be walking at your side, maybe a little bit behind you. Be in charge of his food and ask him to sit before you put it on the floor. And don't let him have at it until you say it's okay and give him a signal. I'm not that way with dogs. <laughs> well, you need to learn how to do that, buddy. It's, it's simple. You I don't have a dog. Well, you don't need a dog you just have to speak dog i'm gonna go over to the neighbor's house and help jason out next time we'll talk about leash training and corrections we get a quick quick sweep uh hi this is ben vereen on animal radio remember to spay and neuter your animals what remember to spay and neuter your animals and who animal radio hi ben vereen i can't get that last word stay what with your animals spay or neuter Spade and neuter. Yeah, spay or neuter. Actually, uh, spay is for females and neuter is for males, so you'll say... That's right. That's, I, I couldn't understand. It sounded like something else. Okay, this is Ben Vereen. Okay. Uh, on, this is Ben Vereen on 
Animal Radio. Remember to spade and neuter your animal for a healthier and longer life. Okay, yes, yeah, so puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, uses the Brilliant Pad self-cleaning puppy pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. Brilliant Pad keeps the Animal Radio Studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Let's go ahead and take one for Joey Volani. We have Bobby on the phone. Hey, Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call. What's up? Well, um, I drive trucks, and uh, my puppies hadn't had their nails clipped for quite a while. So about a week and a half ago, we stopped at a uh, big truck pet store and got them clipped and they said do you want them ground and I said what they said well if you grind them then it'll last longer my one guy his nails they're so pretty but they kind of get long real quick so we did that and then we got home and uh, took them in to get them groomed and said don't clip the nails don't clip the nails just got done we go to pick up the dog and they took him out of the cage and his nail was I mean his paw was so red with blood he was bleeding you know it, uh, it was just bad and it was bad that they just left him in there with his blood. But she said, oh, well, they needed to be clipped. And she said it had to be pointed. It couldn't be ground around. So is grinding, I mean, is that bad? No, that's, that's um, I don't know why they would have said that. I don't know if there was um, maybe an underlining problem. But I have never in um, almost 37 years of grooming or whatever, I don't know how long it's been, ever come into a situation where nails cannot be ground unless the dog themselves did not want, um, want it to happen. Um, what they should have done, because... Quicking a dog, and that's what it's called when you when you hit the vein. It's called a quick, so we call it quicking. And sometimes it happens when you have dark nails, because the only way that you'd be able to see it is going little by little. And sometimes the quick is right there, so the the dog's nail will bleed. But what they should have done was. They should have cleaned it off right away for you, um, dried it, made it look nice, and at least had given you some what what we call quick stop, which is just some, um, it's it's some um, styptic powder, okay, to coagulate. And I would have given you that to go home with. Um, but no, it, it, there shouldn't be any unless the dog is not letting them grind their nails. There's really no reason why that um it 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 shouldn't be able to be um grinded, and um actually sometimes that's a little bit easier on the dog as well because you don't it, you got less chance of actually making them bleed. Yeah, he has black nails, and he had just had them ground. And I, I just I couldn't believe that she had just stuck the dog in the cage and all this blood was everywhere, and got home and it was all over the floor and. We wrapped the ball up in a bandage, stayed that way for a day. And, but I just thought I'd make sure that grinding was okay. Just, uh, no, grinding... Okay. Grinding is, is absolutely just fine. Um, like I said, you know, they, they really didn't handle the situation right. Cutting the nails and making them bleed every now and then does happen, but there's, there's a way, you know, that they really need to go about it to tell you and tell you how to deal with it. If that ever happens again and you have absolutely nothing else at home but a bar of soap, 
take the bar of soap and actually run it underneath the nail. And what it's going to do, it almost works like a cork. And it will, um, in, in, in most cases, stop the bleeding. And then I'd wait about an hour or two, and then you can then you could rinse it off, um, you know, and clean the area up. But um, it's, that's that's your, your worst case, you know, worst case scenario. Best case scenario, if you have some quick stop in the house, and I tell everyone, you know, because there's a lot of times that people's um, pets, their nails, you know, get caught on something, they'll bleed, and um, all pet um, shops have it. And again, it's it's just some septic powder, it's something good to keep in your truck, and um, you can um, put it on the nails. You don't have to worry about it. Okay, well, wonderful. If, if I could say one more thing. Uh, I drive truck, and when I take my dogs out, I just use little those little sandwich baggies to pick up their poop, and it's just so easy, truckers out there. <laughs> okay. I hear that all the time. I hear that from so many different truckers. How about some don't clean up after themselves? But uh, I'm glad that you're bringing that up. Yeah, and it's just, and then you end up you always have these little baggies in your pocket. You never know; they always come in handy. <laughs> well, thank you for thank your call. And stay away from that groomer. It sounds like that groomer really sucked. Uh, no, we're not going back. Good no, we are not. I just felt so bad because I, I, I think it was. I think the owner was great, but they've gotten into some different management. It's just, uh, we're not going back there. But anyway, thank you a lot. Go give your pet thank a you. big old hug from all of us, Bobby. Thanks for calling today. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That's toll free to our dream team. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Doctor. Uh, Dr. Joey Volani. I don't know why. I suddenly got <laughs> you, you your doctor. You can call me Dr. Joey Volani. I, I think. <laughs> Dog father. Well, I think our doctor would be upset about that, but that's all right. Also, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard and animal communicator, Joey Turner, all here at your back end call. Hey, it's Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. You know one saying that I've got to tell you, I, I, it may be true, it may not be true, I'm, I'm sick of hearing it, and that's the saying, hey, dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans. My two beloved dogs, you know, I always gave them kisses, kisses on the head, playing with their ears, and them kiss. I never really did, I'm going to come right out and say it, you know, the French kiss with my dog, or the full-on, their tongue lapping at my lips kiss. Uh, I never really did that. When I see people doing that, I'm always just, especially after you've just seen the dog in particular, spend a good 20 minutes giving himself, quite frankly, I'll just, I'll come right out and say it, a genital bath. And the person says, oh, come on, you know, the dog's mouths are cleaner than humans. I'm finding it hard to believe. Is there doggy scope? Has anybody, is, can I go to a pet? I, I haven't been in, in a while. Is there doggy scope? Is there doggy floss? I know my two dogs didn't get up in the morning and brush their teeth. Uh, so how is it possible that this dog who just ate a lizard, uh, lapped at his his own crotch region, maybe even ate, you know ate his own feces or, or licked another dog's butt, his mouth is really cleaner than your own, you're saying. If that's the case, then might I suggest you just have all of your teeth and your gums removed. Just stitch your mouth up, because if your dog's mouth is cleaner than yours, then yours should never be allowed to be open again. Urban myth? Dog's mouth cleaner than a human's? Gotta be. Vinnie Penn, party animal on Animal Radio.
You'll roll over with joy for Bike Club, the new Melanie Travis canine mystery by award-winning author Lorian Berenson, amateur sleuth and proud parent of prize-winning poodles. Melanie Travis has a new book club catering to fans of crime fiction. That means when homicide hits her suburban town, this time she has a whole pack of mystery-solving pals to help her collar the killer. Dog lovers won't want to miss this light-hearted, playful caper. Bike Club is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. If somebody were to ask you a few years ago, who was the worst neighbor in the entire world? Guess what? Hello, it's me. Yep, I would have been the worst neighbor. You know why? I have three boys and two out of the three were in rock bands. One was a skateboarder. And then I have these three dogs. So we had kids up and down my driveway all the time. The rock band always had music coming out of the garage. And the dogs, of course, were barking at everybody. Well, there's a New York man who's right on my coattails. Uh, by the way, now, my kids are out of my house. People wave to me, and I don't even know what to do. I'm, like, shocked. A New York man is being sued over his indoor fish farm. The New York Post reports that Christopher Tool's landlord is accusing the tenant of violating his lease by running the Society of Aquaponic Values and Education from right inside his apartment. The nonprofit operation encourages people to breed tilapia and other fish in their homes to uh, sell them online. Can't they teach people how to use eBay or something? Tool likes to lead by example. And neighbors say the fish farm has caused water leaks as well as never-ending smells and noises. I don't think there's anything quite like a fish tank that hasn't been cleaned. Tool says he can't comment on the lawsuit, but did point out that any publicity is good publicity. Well, here's a dog with a lot of heart. A stray dog in China recently earned a new home after proving her devotion to a long-distance cyclist. According to CBS News, Zhang Hang told Chinese state television this dog followed him for 20 days, more than 1,139 miles after a member of his group just gave her a little food. Well, he's named the dog Little Sa and plans to adopt this little friend so he can continue to take care of her. What a great story. They were just meant to be together. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Hi, this is Tanya Tucker on Animal Radio. Love those pets. The following program is a repeat of an earlier broadcast. This is Animal Radio, baby. Everybody is a pet lover, even Glenn Close. And she is on... Line two. Well, hi, Glenn. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Did we catch you at work? No, I'm back from work. I worked earlier today. You've got a grueling schedule, I understand, working on damages, right? Yeah, fun, though. Well, I welcome you to Animal Radio, and there's one thing I want to clear up first for all the listeners. Um, You've played some roles. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're going to say. Well, okay, let's let's just, I want to list off what I remember. Uh, Of course, 101 Dalmatians, you terrorized puppies. Yes. Fatal Attraction, there was the bunny incident. And then uh, in this, in damages, didn't you have a dog killed in the, the pilot episode? That's what's inferred. Okay. <laughs> I kind of am in denial about that. Glenn, how could you? Oh, yes, I know. But we know different. You're, you're very much the uh, animal lover, aren't yes, you? Yes, in fact, I'm feeding Bill and Jake as we speak. <laughs> Tell us about Bill and Jake. Oh, Bill and Jake are adorable. There's a woman called Elaine Sober, Sober who lives in McAllister, Montana, 
who for a number of years has um, bred this wonderful combination of terrier mixes. Mm. And um, my family's had a lot of them. Uh-huh. So Bill and Jake are Montana terrier mutts. <laughs> Montana terrier mutts, okay. How old and are they, they? they go with me everywhere. Jakey's eight. He's actually my daughter's dog. And uh, Bill is six. So they go with you to uh, on the set and everything? Yeah, they do. Oh, how fun. They're, they're the uh, mascots of Steiner Studio. I have a nice room where they can stay, or I love to bring them down to the set if it's not, you know, if it's conducive. And we tape their little jingly collars so that uh, they won't disturb the sound. And they <laughs> everybody just loves it when Billy and Jake come. They don't ruin a take or anything, huh? No, I mean, I've had two of my other dogs in movies with me, and they're so sensitive to, you know, to my every move and voice that they're, they act as if they're their highly, highly trained dogs. So in some ways, I wish that Jakey had been my dog in the movie, but I don't think, I don't know if he, I don't think he could have been taught to bark. And stuff like that. <laughs> have they ever tried to sneak on the set during the filming and actually be part of the show? No, that no. would that would never happen. <laughs> it would be hard, hard for them to get past all the people that would you know, waylay them. them before they got to the set. Do you have a childhood animal that sort of changed the way you thought about animals? I have been surrounded by, by animals my entire life, so they've informed me from you know from when I can remember. So I've never had a life without animals, especially dogs. My first dog uh, was a collie. And uh, we, we lived on a wonderful piece of property in Connecticut, but it had a very long, straight road along one edge. And so a lot of our dogs, unfortunately, died on that road because mm. people would speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a farm, you know, so it was kind of hard to keep track of them all the time. And we didn't have, they didn't have the now the invisible fences and all that. Mm-hmm. So my, my first dog, you know, met his fate on Round Hill Road. Um, I, and I wore his belt. I mean, I wore his collar as a belt. That's how little I was. Aww. And I have a huge memory of him. He was a wonderful tricolor collie. Oh, and uh, we grew up with collies. And then my dad was in medical school, and he would rescue dogs from the lab that, they, that probably they'd found on the oh, New, wow. New York streets. And so we had not only collies, but um, a great motley assortment of New York street dogs. I had a dog all through college. I've, you know, I've always had a dog. You're a dog person. I'm very much a dog person. Though I also have two cats. <laughs> they're, they're probably spoiled just as much as the dogs. I wouldn't say my dogs are spoiled. My dogs are extremely well mannered. So um, they're, I guess, they're spoiled in that I try to include them in as much as my life as possible. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Dogs love to be included. Definitely. <laughs> they, they kind of expect to go wherever I go and, and always this terrible look when they realize that they can't. Um, but they're very much uh, part of our life. I understand that your husband, uh, he makes diagnostic tools for veterinarians. He founded IDEX. IDEX, okay. Yes. I've heard of that. He founded that from scratch. I was my husband, and it was just inducted into the Biotech Hall of Fame, actually, just a couple of days ago. You have a lot of animal diagnostics. Isn't he uh, heading a, a new venture, Fetch Dog? I want yes, to hear about this. Fetchdog.com. What is mm-hmm. this about? It's, it's a site, a website for dog owners, and it's going to be everything. It will be commercial. It will be community. It will be... Um, 
you know, a lot of wonderful content, a lot of articles and research you can access. Um, I have a tiny, tiny part of it, and I'm, I have this little, I guess it's a blog called uh-huh. Lively Licks, Profiles of Dogs and Their People. And um, I'm profiling friends and, and also people, interesting people who happen to be dog owners. What do you talk about on the blog? I, I asked them a series of questions. First of all, why, you know, when did you become a dog lover? Why dogs? Um, did you ever rescue a dog? Uh, kind of personal dog questions. And then I do silly things like if your dog wrote an autobiography, what would be the title? And if it, <laughs> if it played a musical instrument, what would it be? And if it drove a car and if it was a famous person, who would it be? And it's hilarious what people come back with because, of course, everybody has an opinion about what their dog would do. Of course. A few of those are, are celebrities that are joining you for that blog? Yes. Um, well, Ted Danson and his wonderful wife, Mary, oh. they have three fantastic dogs. And they're one of my, my first profiles. Um, Deborah Messing, who's married to one of our wonderful writers, Dan Zellman, they have a coton that they adore. And uh, so they've got, gotten onto it. Um, Sam Waterston, who's a friend from way back. People will, you know, of course, know from Law & Order. So I guess I'm just starting with my friends who happen to have dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everybody loves to talk about their animals. Huh? They do, but also one of my early profiles is um, a guy called Steve Lanos, who's within the New York Bomb Squad, and uh, he he has a two-year-old lab called Duke, uh, who's a explosive-sniffing dog, and it's kind of a great story because um, I've asked everybody to to identify a charity and then uh, ten items from our catalog. So if anybody through their profile buys an item, a percentage of that will go to the charity of their choice. And my choice is called Puppy Behind Bars. Puppy Behind Bars. I've never heard of that. What what organization is that? It's a fantastic organization that uh, uses model prisoners in to socialize puppies that they then feed into uh, dogs for seeing eye work, assistance, or explosive sniffing dogs. And it's a fantastic program because the humans get so much out of it and um, feel like they're able in some way to give back positively. And the dogs, of course, bring this incredible presence into places that can be extremely bleak. Mm -hmm. And um, then they go on, the dogs go on to do, to save lives. And, And Duke is out of the Puppies Behind Bars program. Mm-hmm. Wonderful dog that's, that's uh, works with uh, with Steve. Saving humans and puppies, a good organization. Now, if Bill and Jake were celebs, <laughs> who would they be? Well, Jakey would be the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. <laughs> and Billy would be Barney Fife. <laughs> we have one of those in the studio too. <laughs> So it's FetchDog.com and, of course, on FX, Damages. What can we look for? Anything you can tell us about? In Damages? Yes. I would never give away the story. (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. 
Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Volkswagen of America will end production of the VW Golf Alltrack and the Golf Sports Wagon this year. Both vehicles will continue to be built through December 2019. VW plans to release three new SUV models in the next 24 months. A five-seater Atlas Cross Sport will be unveiled later this year, and the ID Cross Electric SUV debuts next year. A smaller SUV model is expected in 2021. To find your new Volkswagen, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Our auto expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions over at Twitter at Animal Radio. And uh, your email at your voice at Animal Radio. And in fact, we just got one in just a few minutes ago. This is for Vlade. Yeah. I guess these people are traveling on the road, Mm -hmm. and they want to know what is the right way to drive with a dog or a puppy in the car? Should they be loose, or should they be in a crate? What are your thoughts about driving? Is it good for him? And how long can a puppy go for a long ride? Oh, it's unlimited. Uh, As long as you stop by and have a good party, uh, puppy, uh, party breaks, that's number one. And start from the beginning. Well, if your puppy or dog was trained by Vladi, he or she would be laying down in the dog bed as the human in the back seat, maybe uh, with some restraint, but they will be like a human, like lay down there and be quiet and calm. And however, if you have a situation where your dog has been trained by Vladi and your dog is hyper, I would suggest you to put the puppies or dogs in the crate. Hello, Henrietta. How are you doing? Okay. What's going on with your animal? I have the doctor, the behaviorist here, the psychic. uh, Oh, I can't say psychic. Communicator. (sighs) I'm sorry. Uh, What can we do for you? Well, the one cat, she's about three years old. She she goes in a litter box and she keeps scratching and scratching. And she has it all scratched out a lot of the times. I just clean it up all the time and it, it... she go. She don't go anywhere else. She goes in a litter box, but she just keeps scratching it out. Okay. What kind of litter uh, do you use? Well, we use a kit kind from Walmart. It's uh, I think it was Arm and Hammer or something. Okay. Is it kind of a clay type litter or more like the sand? It's more like the sand. Okay. All right. And so she's using the box then. So she's not like having accidents in the wrong places. She's using it. She's just kind of uh, building sandcastles, as we call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, well, it's right near the, our hutch, and she scratches everything. She scratches on the hutch and everything when okay. she's in there sometimes. Well, what you have is a kitty who is doing a completely normal behavior just to an excess. And I do find that some kitties just, they delight in, um, well, most cats delight in a really fine kind of green um, litter. That's what they like. They really enjoy it. It's the, the most successful for them to use. But there are those kitties that just adore it so much that it becomes just a lot of fun so that they will actually just kind of evacuate the box or, or build these sandcastles up along the corners along the side of their litter pan. Yeah, the one, so, part, the one part is, is just about all the litter is scratched to the one side. 
mostly. Yeah. So my, my recommendations, you can do a couple things. Now, this is a good, healthy thing. We want a cat to enjoy the litter. So your cat really likes it. So that's a good thing. And most cats that dig and scratch for more than four seconds before they use a litter box, that's a good thing. They're the kind of kitties that aren't likely to have a litter box problems. The ones that barely scratch before they go are going to be the kind that we worry that may develop an elimination problem later. So, um, it's a couple things you can do. One, I hate lids. I absolutely hate them. Cats hate them. So before you try to put a cover on a litter box, think about what a cat likes and what you like. Do you like to sit in those little porta potties and have that little closed cabin around you and have to go in that situation? Cats don't like it either. So yeah. get the lids off. The thing you can do to deal with a cat that likes to build these sandcastles is to get higher sided litter pans. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to necessarily be sold as litter pans. You can actually look and get more of those plastic storage boxes that have a higher side on them. Um, so that's one one way you can help manage that. Um, the other would be to try a little different type litter that has less of that fine grain to it and a little bit more of um, a, a coarser granule or coarser type of litter. That may help take down a little bit of that uh, enthusiasm for digging and scratching. Um, so th- those would be some things that I would certainly try. And then just, you know, make sure that everything else in that litter box area is good, that she likes it and she's got room. Because if she doesn't feel like she can get around really well, she might turn to, um, you know, scratching a little bit more than if she can turn around effectively and uh, cover things in another direction. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like any with a lid either because I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I, we have another cat. She likes plastic bags. So what do you do with a cat that likes to eat plastic bags? Oh, easy. Uh, Put the plastic bags away. Yeah, yeah. There's um, it is a, a special attraction that some cats have to lick them, to chew them. Um, so there's not anything that I'm going to say you're going to put on them. So before Vlade says you're going to put Tabasco on it and keep them away from that, that it just doesn't work. Um, so for cats, they just they enjoy it, they like it. So the best thing I suggest is to keep those out of um, out of their access. She likes to play in boxes too. She- it's in a box and plays around in it. Yep. So I you have a cat. A picture of it. It oh, sure. <laughs> and, and some substitutions. You know, a lot of places use the, the uh, paper bags now for grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only is it eco-friendly, but a lot of kitties will like to play in those. Um, it gives them that sense of hiding. And, you know, if they chew on it, I really don't worry so much um, as when they chew on the plastics and they ingest that in, in, in pieces. So maybe see if you can go eco-friendly on the, uh, on the grocery store bags. That might be a good solution too. Okay. And quickly to the to the scratching point, you can also do two things, plus and minus. You can give your, your cat something which your cat wants to scratch. Yeah. Um, like a scratching, a scratching pole. Yeah, scratching stuff. Yeah, we so have that you a little scratching. On another side, whatever you want to protect from scratching, you can use a marvelous product by name Sticky Paws. Sticky Paws. Wow. It's a double stick tape. Cats hate when their paws get caught by something, and they will stop scratching. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? I think that's a first on Animal Radio. Vladi is giving out good cat Cat advice advice right here on Animal Radio. Good cat advice. That's amazing. Henrietta, good luck with your new cat. That's all the time we have for today. Check us out on Facebook. Tweet us at Animal Radio. Email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Or check out the app for iPhone and Android. All of the stuff over at the website. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio.
Network. Network.